What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And welcome to Varsity Videos, brought to you by the OHIO Podcast. Here at Varsity Videos, we review and rank sports films from the Super Bowl to the Toilet Bowl. I am your host, Chris Wilds, a self-proclaimed popcorn expert and a podcaster. And today I am joined by my co-host, Eric Boggs. Eric, we've got a big show today because not only is it a normal show, but it is our season finale award show today eric how are you doing today and what are you feeling about the award show doing great and excited about these award shows you know it's interesting the award shows chris are always fan driven they are the votes are completely up to the listeners and the fans on our social media sites and so you know we have no say in these awards and so sometimes they don't go the way i like to see them go or think they'll go and sometimes it's surprising other times it's exactly how i like so it's kind of fun yeah eric absolutely you and i actually get the exact amount of say as everybody else because just as one vote is the is out there for them we each get one vote as well it's not uh like you said we can't overrule them like we we occasionally will do in the past uh with uh you know, the movie selections, this is all fan-driven. So that being said, why don't we jump right in? Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start out with our two matchups that are remaining in our 64 movie challenge. Eric, that being our championship bracket and our consolation bracket. So do you want to take it on that one? Let's start with the consolation bracket. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's the legend of Bagger Vance versus Little Big League, and we also we don't we don't overrule these either, Chris. We just kind of let the fans right. pick who they want here. Little Big League was a number five seed from 1994. The legend of Bagger Vance was a number two seed from the the year 2000. Uh, Little Big League kind of surprised us by how well it did getting to the championship here in the second uh, second chance bracket. Legend of Bagger Vance struggled being a number two seed, struggled every single week. It barely would win. But 
interestingly enough, by 63% of the vote, the legend of Bagger Vance takes this year's second chance bracket championship. Uh, basically the NIT bracket, if you will, Chris. These were yeah. uh, two movies from every bracket voted on by the fans that deserved a second chance after not winning their opening round matchups. And so the legend of Bagger Vance, Chris, is this year's second chance champion. Yeah, that, I'll tell you, it's a good movie, Eric. Great story. Uh, tremendous acting performances in that film. Uh, as, as charming as Little Big League is and as fun as it is, you know, Legend of Bagger Vance, I think, really deserves this one. I agree. It was the one I voted for, and and I assume is one you voted for as well. And, it is and- yeah, it was it, 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 not that it ran away with it. Like I said, 63 percent of the vote. It had 19 votes to uh, let's see, 19 votes to 11. So, uh, you know, not not. I mean, it won comfortably, but not it wasn't uh, overwhelming. Shall we but say. Speaking of overwhelming runaways, Eric, why don't we talk about our championship uh, for the 64 bracket? All right. So. Rocky two has just dominated its way through this tournament and it went up against a fan favorite in cool runnings. All right. Rocky two is from 1979. Of course, it is the very famous um, uh, second movie in the Rocky series. It follows Rocky one very well. And of course, uh, uh, this has got all the same cast of characters. Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. Talia Shire as Adrian, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed, Burt Young as the uh, uh, the up and down Polly, shall we say, uh, the infamous Burgess Meredith as Mickey. Gosh, what a great actor that man is. Oh, just, yeah. just phenomenal. And, of course, Cool Runnings is, is coming out of the Olympic bracket, Chris. John Candy, uh, the, the infamous John Candy plays a – a uh, Olympic bobsledding coach who's given a second chance with a cast of characters uh, who want to go to the Olympics, but they can't. And so they find a way to somehow make it to the winter Olympics, despite the fact that their home country of Jamaica has never had a bobsledding team. Very charming, cute, great family flick. It's got Dougie Doug as Sanka Coffee, Leon as uh, Doris Bancock, uh, Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh D. Lewis as Junior Bevel, Malik Yoba as Yule Brainer. Um, great cast, fun movie, very charming. This was our championship matchup, Chris. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Eric, I love both these movies. Uh, you, know, you know, I have a, a, an affection for Cool Runnings. Um, Rocky II, like I said, just an iconic film. Um, uh, and we've talked about it before, among the most iconic sequels, uh, not just in sports movie history, but in movie history. Uh, yeah, for me, it was all Rocky II in this one, as much as I love Cool Runnings. It was for me as well. I mean, there's just, you know, Rocky II is my favorite Rocky film. Yes. Um, so a vote of 33 to 12, I believe it was, um, 10, 33 to 10. So 77% to 22%. Rocky II 
took it from the fans. It took it from you and I, and it sweeps its way. And is this year's 2022 64 Sports Movie Challenge. Rocky II is the champion. And that means we're going to review Rocky II uh, to end the show tonight, Chris. But that also means Cool Runnings gets to get uh, re-ranked. All right. So let's throw Cool Runnings from 1993 into the Varsity Videos flick chart and see where this thing lands. All right, so I've got its uh, got its number from where it currently sits. First up from 1985, Teen Wolf, Chris. I'm going Cool Runnings. All day, every day. I got to agree with you. From 2000, The Replacements. This one might be a little bit harder for you here. Yeah, I'm actually going to take Cool Runnings, but... Uh, I love the replacements, Eric, but, you know, Cool Runnings, I, I, I truly love the story in Cool Runnings. I think that the, you know, I, I think I've got to go, I got to go to the replacements here. I don't want to. <laughs> I truly feel that just overall, I think the cast has better chemistry, even though Cool Runnings has a very good cast. Uh, and, uh, I honestly think the action is a little bit better in uh, the replacements as well. Okay. So let's flip for it. You want heads or tails? Uh, give me tails. I knew you would, and you're going to win. Replacements gets the win. All right. From 2008, The Express, Cool Runnings all day long. Cool Runnings. I'm with you. From 1999, Any Given Sunday. I like Any Given Sunday. I think Cool Runnings here, though, Eric. Okay, good. I'm with you. Cool runnings. I like I said, I like any given Sunday, but like I said last week, I think it's a little overrated. Yeah. All right. From 1974, the original, The Longest Yard. Uh boy, this is tough for me. But you know what? Honestly, I think Cool Runnings is a little better story, and I honestly think it holds up a little better. You like I agree with you. I think you also one of the things you always mentions is mention is you love those true story movies. I do. So cool runnings it is. All right, from 2009, The Blind Side. Ooh. Ooh. Um. You know I, I really like The Blind Side, and again, it's another based on a true story. At times, I think the blind side drags a little bit. Give me Cool Runnings. All right, Cool Runnings, me as well. Interesting. You're, I'm not even having to talk you into anything. And so that means Cool Runnings goes from number 46 to 36, Chris. Jumped up 10 spots. That's not bad. No, not at all. So Cool Runnings, which made it to the championship this year, was a film that was in our 64 Sports Movie Challenge last year, Chris. And it got knocked out in the first round last year, makes it all the way to the championship this year, and then moves bumps itself up 10 positions when it gets re-ranked after making it all the way to the championship this year. So good job on cool runnings. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got our bracket challenge, uh, Victor. Let's talk about some individual awards now. So let's start out in the Best Supporting Actor category. We had some good ones. We had Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa in Creed II. Donald Gibb, who will always be Ogre in my heart. 
with Donald Gibb as Jackson in Bloodsport, Cheech Marin as Romeo Passar in Ten Cup, Chad Heater as Jimmy McElroy in Blades of Glory, John Malkovich as Lucian Warren in Secretariat, and one of my favorites here as well, Hugh Jackman as Bronson Peary in Eddie the Eagle. And Eric, the winner is Cheech Marin, Roman Posar in 10 Cup. Yeah, that was one of them that surprised me, Chris, that the fans went that route. But, uh, yeah, so Cheech Marin gets the Best Supporting Role uh, this year award. You know what that tells me, Eric? Not enough people have watched Eddie the Eagle. That and a lot of Cheech and Chong fans, maybe? (laughs) Oh, it's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Know your audience. Eric, how about uh, you give us our next, next category? The most believable athletic performance. All right. First up was uh, the candidates were Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed in Creed 2. You also had Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa in Rocky 2. Not to be outdone by himself, but Sylvester Stallone as Lincoln Hawk in Over the Top. Jean-Claude Van Damme as Frank in Bloodsport. Channing Tatum as Mark Schultz in Foxcatcher, and Mark Wahlberg as Vince <coughs> Capel in Invincible. And the winner was, for a second straight year, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa in Rocky II. He also won the same exact award last year, Chris, for his per- performance of Rocky Balboa in the movie Rocky. So he backs it up with Rocky II and wins it again. Well, you know, the fact that he did so much boxing training for that movie definitely helped. It definitely didn't hurt, that's for sure. All right. So we had the best actor with an athletic performance. Let's check out who the best athlete was with the most believable acting performance. So our our uh, our actor or our athletes were. Rick Zumwalt as Bob Bull Hurley in Over the Top. Bill Goldberg as Battle in The Longest Yard. Mike Ditka as, well, Mike Ditka in Kicking and Screaming. And Otto Thorworth as Ronnie Turcott in Secretariat. And Eric, the winner for this category is... Bill Goldberg as Battle in the Longest Yard. I'll tell you, wasn't my choice, but you know what? I I don't think he did a bad job. It wasn't my choice either. So what I've learned is we have a lot of pot-smoking wrestling listeners, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And how that that first uh, original wrestler movie didn't go over better. Oh, well, that's why it didn't go over better. Well, I don't know. I would have thought the pot would have helped, man. This is true. This is true. It made sense if you had the pot. All (laughs) right. Our next category, Chris, is my favorite, and it's the most lovable character. Most lovable character. We have Taron Egerton as Eddie Edwards in Eddie the Eagle. Randy Quaid as Ishmael Borg in Kingpin. How about Jack Warden as Max Corkle in Heaven Can Wait? Alan Arkin as Ray in Million Dollar Arm, and Cuba Gooda Jr. 
as radio in the film Radio. Man, this was the toughest one for me. Yes, it was. I love Taron Egerton, Randy Quaid, and Cuban Gooding Jr. They all did great. And Jack Warden was even really good in that old film, Heaven Can Wait. But the winner is, by the fan vote, Cuba Gooding Jr. as radio in the film Radio. All right. Now, this is one of the categories I love, Eric. The best announcer role. So, we had Jim Broadbent as the BBC commentator in Eddie the Eagle. We had Bob Euchre as lovable broadcaster Harry Doyle in Major League Two. Vin Scully as, well, Vin Scully in Love of the Game. And Al Michaels as himself in Miracle. And man, you, you know, you would think that these guys who are doing themselves might have had an edge. But it is Bob Euchre as Harry Doyle in Major League Two who takes home the prize here. Best antagonist role this year in our 64 Sports Movie Challenge. Again, to reiterate how you got on this list is you had to at least be uh, win at least one matchup. So that narrowed it down to 32 films, Chris, is how we got to these lists. And the best antagonist roles, the candidates were Bolo Young as Chong Lee in Bloodsport, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed in Rocky II, Florian Montaneo as Victor Drago in Creed II, How about Bill Murray as Ernie McCracken in Kingpin? (laughs) David Keith as Jack Parkman in Major League Two. And Margaret Robbie as Tanya Harding in I, Tanya. And the winner is... Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed in Rocky Two. Just like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky One... Carl Weathers receives the same award in Rocky II in back-to-back years as the best antagonist. Congratulations, Carl. Is Rocky III going to be in next year? Well, he yes, but Carl Weathers wouldn't win it in that one. He's not an antagonist in Rocky III. No, no, that's true. That's right. He's, he's one of the good guys in Rocky III. Yep. All right. He could qualify possibly in this next category, though, Eric. He could. That You're is, right. Best Coaching Performance. And the nominees were Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid 2. Kurt Russell as Coach Herb Brooks in Miracle. Burgess Meredith as Mickey in Rocky 2. Ed Harris as Coach Jones in Radio. Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay in D2, The Mighty Ducks. And John Candy as Herb in Cool Runnings. Eric, wow! What, that, now that's a pretty good category there. Those were some good, pretty good pretty luck tough nominees. Yeah, good luck picking one, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Thankfully, we don't have to pick one because the fans did it for us. And the winner is Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid Two. Funniest performance. Another favorite category of mine. How about the candidates are Woody Harrelson as Roy Munson in Kingpin, Dougie Doug as Sanka Coffee in Cool Runnings, Adam Sandler as Paul Crew in The Longest Yard, Will Farrell as Phil Weston in Kicking and Screaming, 
and Billy Bob Thornton as Morris Buttermaker in Bad News Bears. And the winner is Dougie Doug as Sanka Coffee in Cool Runnings. I love Dougie Doug. He's yes, you do. I know you do. All right. So our next category, and I think you gave this one to me, so you wouldn't have to discuss it out loud with your wife in the room, Eric. Hey. And that is the sexiest performance. <laughs> I will gladly discuss this one because I love this one. <laughs> I'll tell you, th- this is a tough category. We had the uh, nominees were Vanessa Angel as Claudia in Kingpin, Elizabeth Banks as Janet in Invincible, Nicole Kidman as Dr. Claire Lewicki in Days of Thunder. Allison Doty as Rebecca Flannery in Major League Two. Leah Ayers as Janice in Bloodsport. And Renee Russo as Dr. Molly Griswold in Ten Cup. And Eric, the winner is the smoking hot Vanessa Angel as Claudia in Kingpin. Yes. That 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 movie came out in just the right time in my adolescence. So I'll just put it. To I that bet way. it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the film of the year, Chris? So we did not allow anybody to vote for this one because last year our film of the year was the championship film um, from our 64 sports movie challenge, which happened to be Remember the Titans. This year, instead of making it the champion, since the champion is, well, the champion of the tournament, we decided to give this uh, uh, title to the film that moved up to the highest point in our um, flick charts, which happened to be the film that overtook Remember the Titans just a few short months ago. This year's film of the year is Field of Dreams. Congratulations to Kevin Costner and Field of Dreams for being our 2022 Varsity Letter Winner for Film of the Year, Chris. And you almost had to feel that Kevin Costner was going to get it at some point since about one out of every three sports movies stars Kevin Costner. Sure feels that way this year, didn't it? It sure did. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric. That's it for the awards uh, portion of our show. We are going to jump in now and talk a little bit about our champion of this year's bracket, which is, as we said, Rocky II. Just a real quick, I guess, uh, synopsis of the movie in case, like Eric's wife, you've been sleeping under a rock for the last, what, 40 years? (laughs) Yeah, her whole life. (laughs) Right? So, quick breakdown. Although working class boxer Rocky Balboa has lost his high-profile bout with cocky world champion Apollo Creed, 
His Cinderella story has caught the national sports media's attention, and now he has the opportunity to capitalize on his sudden fame. Meanwhile, Apollo is still smarting a little bit from losing to some palooka no one has ever heard of and arrogantly prods his newfound nemesis into getting back in the ring, even though he said at the end of that first movie, it ain't going to be no rematch. So, originally released June 15th of 1979, Rocky II had a budget of only $7 million, and Eric, it has a box office gross of $200.2 million. The movie was written and directed by the film star Sylvester Stallone. The film was produced by Erwin uh, Erwin Winkler, Robert Chardoff, and Arthur Chobanian. Chobanian, There we go. Was distributed by United Artists, and the music was arranged by Bill Conti. The main actors include Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed, Talia Shire as Adrian Balboa, Burgess Meredith as Mickey, Burt Young as Polly, Tony Burton as Apollo's trainer, Apollo's trainer, Duke, and one of my favorite kind of underlying characters, Joe Spinelli as Gazzo. Currently, Rocky II has a flick chart global rating of 969, and it wins about 44% of its matchups. It's been ranked 183,576 times by a total of 20,610 quick chart users. 459 users do have this movie in their top 10 with 13 people. Is one of you, Eric, having it ranked at number one. So Eric, that's Rocky two by the numbers, so to speak. How about we break down the winning movie of our annual 64 movie bracket challenge? Well, it is not me. I, it's not my number one film of all time, but it is one of my favorite sports movies. And like I said, it is definitely my favorite Rocky movie. So Rocky 2 begins, Chris, right where Rocky 1 leaves off, which I love. And I've, you know, I know I've talked about that here on this show before in the past. Apollo winning by a split decision in 15 rounds is how Rocky 1 ends with, you know, Rocky yelling out for Adrian. You know how it goes. And that's how this film ends, to give you a perfect recap of exactly where we leave off. However, we both see Rocky and Creed are now leaving the arena and are heading to the hospital uh, to recover from what was an absolute grueling fight. While in uh, a wheelchair, Creed goes back on his word when he told Rocky he didn't want a rematch, and now he wants a rematch. Rocky says he is retired and is worried about his nose while he gets surgery on his face. Chris, isn't it funny how he's always worried about his nose? Yeah. I always find that so charming. When he wakes up from surgery, Polly is there asking Rocky for his old job of collecting debt when the nurse comes in asking Rocky for an autograph. So we instantly see how Rocky now has this newfound fame um that just happens overnight and uh, this is of course given shown to us in the hospital scene right away rocky then finds apollo in the hospital uh, some uh, some time late at night uh, knocks on his room and kind of opens the door and rolls in a little bit halfway in on his wheelchair and he asks him if apollo gave him his very best and creed responds yeah and rocky says thank you it's that that simple. That scene is so powerful, Chris, yet it's yeah. so 
simple. It is just so simple, but yet so powerful. Next time we see Rocky, he and Adrian are getting hassled by a commercial agent as he's leaving the hospital and other more people are asking for autographs and everything. Um, and then we see that Rocky decides to take a walk to the zoo with Adrian. So a little flashback, if you will, from Rocky one. And uh, he gets we get this wonderful line where he says, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me too much. <laughs> that broken kind of uh, Philadelphia um, verbiage that uh, Stallone was so good at delivering. What a great line about asking Adrian if, if she would marry him by saying, oh, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me too much. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she says yes. And the next scene, we find them uh, getting married in the Catholic church there in town. Mickey is there and, and you can tell Mickey wants him to keep fighting, but Rocky isn't sure. Uh, and then Tony is also there. Of course, that's Rocky's old boss, who he was a, a collector for. And he tries to convince Rocky to invest his $37,000 in earnings in the condominiums. So the only reason for that being in this film is the, to show you that he made $37,000 in this fight, which, you know, is a pretty good chunk of change for back then. But, you know, nothing to to write home about. Right. So, right. yeah, we then see where Rocky and Adrian kind of go on this um this change, they go back, you know, they get married, they go back to Rocky's old apartment, and you can just kind of tell that he's embarrassed by it. Um, and despite their their backgrounds and their socioeconomic status uh, and Rocky's newfound popularity, they still have this great love for one another. But Rocky wants better uh, for Adrian. And so Rocky kind of goes on this uh, spending spree, Chris. He buys a new hot car, which he a black Trans Am with gold trim. Kind of reminds you of uh, Smokey the Bandit, but right. uh, he uh, he doesn't drive very well, shall we say, Chris? <laughs> Always actually, running in the- actually, everybody in your bigger cities like New York and Philadelphia drive exactly like that. <laughs> I was unaware. Okay, uh, Rocky sees a new coat with a tiger on the back. That was pretty cool. So he's got to buy that that famous leather jacket with the tiger on the back. He buys Adrian a fur coat. Uh, they go out and buy some gold watches and jewelry, and then they're looking at apartments. And the very first uh, nicer apartment they come to, uh, Rocky's like, "Let's uh, let's get it. Let's buy this one." So, um, while this is all going on, we then find a scene where it cuts to Apollo's mansion, where he is just fixated on the fact that despite him winning by decision over Rocky, all of the fan mail he is receiving is basically calling him a bum, saying he fixed the fight, he didn't really win, and this is just completely disgusting him and just encapsulating his life, Chris. It's just all-encompassing for him right now. Adrian then comes out of a clinic's office where we then find out that right after she has gotten married to Rocky, um, all the plumbing must work because she's pregnant. How about that? Woohoo! Yeah, things are moving fast in this film. Mar- Will you marry me? Yes. Wedding? All right. Pregnant? Okay. <laughs> it's just boom, we're, boom, we're boom. We're not dra- having any drag in this film, Eric. No, we're going from one scene to the next. And it's funny how, that, how they did it in this film. But it works. It works for Rocky, too. I love it. Rocky then tries to make it as an actor doing commercials, taking on that fame. But Chris, he's terrible at it. I mean, flat out bad. To the point where none of them are, are 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 usable. He can't read from the cue cards. Um, the director just 
downplays his ability to read. And of course, this becomes a central theme for for Rocky throughout the remainder of all the Rocky films. Yeah. Um, he will always be reading a book from this point on because he's he that that affected him. That moment affected him emotionally um, and psychologically uh, for the remainder, uh, like I said, of the entire series. So uh, very interesting how they brought that out that quickly. Um, so Rocky obviously doesn't want to fight, so he goes looking for blue collar jobs. But, you know, he doesn't have the education um, to do to to get those jobs. No one will hire him. So he goes back to the old meat locker from Rocky one where he was training and uh, he's able to get a job there, but it doesn't last long, Chris, because it's one of those jobs where, you know, it depends on on the economy and, and how well things are going. And when they're not going well, well, the people who are on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to seniority get laid off. And that's exactly what happens to Rocky. And so he goes home upset that he's got laid off. He tries to give Polly his car so he can take over the the payments for him because Polly's now somehow become a, a, a collector of debts. I'm not sure how that managed to happen, but it did. And uh, Adrian finds Rocky working out in the basement, punching a bag, uh, the punching bag, because he's just taking his frustrations about the fact that he's just not making the money that he thought he could make to support, you know, Adrian and, and the, on, in the future in the, in the coming baby coming in the future. So he's, he's frustrated by that. But Adrian doesn't want him to, to to go back to fighting, even though he says this might be my only way to do this because I'm good at it. Um, and she goes, you know, maybe I can go back and work part time at the pet shop. And although Rocky doesn't really want her to do that, he understands that this is kind of a necessity at this point. So uh, she goes back to working uh, the part time job at the pet shop and Rocky goes back to the old gym where he runs in the Mickey and he says, hey, I'd like to have my old locker back and I'm. I'm willing, you know, to start training again. But Mickey says, I'm not going to train you because you're you're going blind in one eye, man. And um, there's this really powerful scene where Mickey slaps him on the side of the face. He says, you didn't see it coming. And and Rocky, you know, despite, you know, the 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 truth that Mickey's laying out, he he says to Mickey, he goes, I just got to be around it. I got to be around the gym. And he goes, I'm I'm willing to do the, the grunt work, dude, just for a little bit of cash so that I can be here, make some money. And Mickey finally agrees to let him do it. But this is when we find out that Apollo is so fixated on Rocky, Chris, that he cannot let it go, that he starts doing a campaign where he's making fun of Rocky, trying to pull him out, trying to get Rocky to agree to fight him. But uh, a Creed's trainer, Tony uh, does not want Creed to fight this fight. And and he says, why? And he's like, because it's all wrong for you. He's a Southpaw. He's a puncher. This is not, this is not good for you, but Creed will not let it go. And so he absolutely goes after uh, Rocky calling him the Italian chicken um, goes as far as being on television, calling Rocky a bum, Everything he can do to get Rocky to come out, but Adrian just doesn't want Rocky to do this. But Rocky has kind of looks at it like there's just no other way about this. That's when Mickey shows up at his front door and says, "All right," because Mickey saw the uh, saw Creed calling him out on TV as well, and he says, "All right, I'm willing to train you. Let's go beat this guy." And that's kind of how the first part of the movie ends, Chris, with Rocky trying to. Uh, I guess maneuver his way through his newfound fame is a, his, the oncoming um, responsibilities that he has 
his inability to provide for those responsibilities without boxing and a wife who loves him but doesn't want him to box because she loves him and he's trying to juggle all these things and here he's got the world champion calling him out for a rematch and that is how the first segment of rocky 2 opens chris your thoughts yeah for me first of all i love the flow um like you said we go right from the ring to the ride to the hospital um a couple very powerful scenes as you mentioned um and, and a lot of it revolves i think there's an underlying tone about and it's through the entire series of movies from one all the way through about Rocky's doubt and, and really low self-esteem. You know, you think just when you think things are getting better because he's talked to Apollo and Apollo said, yeah, I gave you my best. So that, that was the whole thank you is, is, is he knew, he knew that he went toe to toe with the best in the world and, and he got, got a little bit of self, self-esteem out of that. But then you get all these <clears throat> issues where you got Creed kind of insulting him, trying to call him out. You've got, uh, like you said, uh, Rocky himself maybe feeling he's not really, you know, much of a man because he's not able to support his family. He's quit boxing. Um, you know, just everything really. The way they develop the character is really next level in this film versus the first one. And first one, he's just the lovable underdog. I mean, yeah, they they develop the character a little bit. But they really dig deep into developing his character and letting you get inside of his mind a little bit, I think with the way they uh, laid things out in this one. Um, and like you said, that scene where Mickey's just kind of slapping him and you see just the, the de- how dejected he is when he realizes, well, you know, Mickey's right, but I got to do something. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, that was tremendous. And I like the way that Adrian's character develops more out of just, she was kind of in the background in the first movie where she's coming more to the forefront in this movie as well. So there's all of that going on. It's just really, really good. I love it. So let's move on to the second segment, shall we? This is where, Chris, a lot of movies, I feel they lose it for me but but this one is extremely interesting and why i feel like rocky 2 is so good so we we jump from that to the press conference where creed is just all business like right yeah and and rocky's just kind of got this innocent boy charm about him on it and we find out that the the fight's going to take uh, place on thanksgiving and uh i love it where creed says i'm going to drop him like a bad habit um, come November, your mind kind of a little bit of a um, Muhammad Ali esque type of, of character from him there. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that this character was based on Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. So Mickey wants to train Rocky to fight right-handed. That's kind of one of the big themes in this film: is the southpaw is going to turn uh, right-handed, and the reason is to protect his eye. Uh, so uh, Mickey's still really worried about that eye that Creed's going to, you know, make Rocky go blind if he hits him too much there. Um, he also wants Rocky to become faster. So we have this uh, great uh, scene where uh, he's got to chase down a chicken, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the great Mickey lines, you catch this thing, you can catch grease lightning. 
<laughs> eat lightning and crap thunder. Yeah, that's the other line we're gonna get to. Uh, uh, I love when Rocky can't catch any fit. He's got the line. I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, during training, Rocky looks weak, slow, out of shape, while Creed, on the other hand, looks like a machine. He is in the best shape of his life while he prepares for the rematch. And uh, Rocky's training just isn't going well. Something's off, you know. Um, and this is when the the movie takes this this real fast turn chris which is why i feel like the middle part of this movie is so good uh we see Polly goes to the pet shop where he's gonna kind of get on adrian for the fact that she's making uh things not good for rocky when it comes to his training and she has complications with the pregnancy chris she ends up in the hospital and we find out that she uh they had to take the the baby early uh, and that there was complications from her hemorrhaging so much, and she has slipped into a coma. Rocky, at this point, cannot focus on training at all, and so he decides he's not going to leave her side until she wakes up. Of course, Mickey finds him in uh, the chapel there at the hospital praying, and Mickey kind of has this moment of self-realization that things, some things are bigger in life, you know, than going out and winning a, a heavyweight championship. And so he says, if you you want to sit here, kid, I'll sit with you. I ain't going to leave you. So we have the scene. It, it, we don't know if it's days or if it's weeks, but Adrian doesn't wake up. And Rocky's reading a book to her despite her being in a coma. He's writing poetry. He's praying. He's He's sleeping by her side. He's just doing everything a good husband will do. And then finally... Um, she wakes up and that is the first time that Rocky gets to see the baby because this whole time he would not, he would not, uh, hold the baby or even look at the baby until Adrian woke up so that they could, uh, meet their child together, which is a very touching scene. And then after that, uh, she wakes up and she goes, she tells Rocky to go win. She wants Rocky to go win. And that's like the 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 flip of this light switch or the, the flip of the coin, Chris. <laughs> Mickey, what are we waiting for? You know, like so the beginning of the epic training montages start right there. Uh, Rocky's back to the old Rocky like he was in Rocky one. He's even able to catch that darn chicken. Um, we've got this great montage of him running through the streets of Philadelphia once again. And this time. All the kids start running with him because they know who he is. And so he's got this crowd of children running through the streets of Philly up to the Capitol building and up the stairs where they all celebrate together at the top of the stairs. This is just a quick montage to get us through training to the night before the fight where both Creed and Rocky can't sleep as they focus on each other in the fight ahead. Um, when the night of the fight finally arrives, Chris, Rocky leaves Adrian and their baby at home with Polly. Um, he's late, but yet he still, for some reason, feels the need and has time to swing by um, the uh, priest's uh, the parish, the, there. The parish there and yells, yo, priest, you know, yo, father, can you send me a blessing? And so the father sends him a blessing from the top of the parish there in the uh, upstairs, which was a great scene. And then he peels out of the, the church parking lot to head to the arena. 
uh, where he shows up late and Mickey's just like, what are you doing? You can't believe you're showing up late to your own fight. And they quickly get ready. Um, but one of this is also a great scene where he's he gets a new, nice, nice, shiny golden rope, you know, yeah. a lot better than that old robe that he wore for the first fight. Right. Uh, and he's he doesn't have a whole lot of time because he's late, but they get down to the ring and then here comes Creed. But this time, as Creed marches down to the ring, Chris, he doesn't come with all the pomp and circumstance of being like the Uncle Sam. Right. He's much more serious, much more focused. And um, when he gets to the ring, he tells Rocky, you're going down. And Rocky was like, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's very nice. And Mickey's like, well, what do you expect? And he's like, well, would this would this worry you? And Mickey's kind of like, yeah, this would. <laughs> and the, the introductions take place and the fight is ready to begin. The, the middle part of this film is so quick, but yet it's so critical. Um to the film, Chris, I just love the second segment of the movie. I think it almost really makes the movie. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> the, the whole, like you said, the bond there that Rocky has with, with uh, Mickey there that develops, but really the whole hospital scene in general and, and Adrian waking up, as cheesy as it was, but, and let's face it, there was some cheese in there, but it just... It does. It makes the movie. Uh, you got you got that flip of the switch. We we get we get our montage, which we always have to have. And, and, and without a doubt, I would say that this the the one from Rocky Two. And so many people mistake the the Rocky Two montage with the kids running behind him for the original movie. Right. And this, I believe, is probably the most famous uh, a training montage in all of sports movies. The the one from this movie. Um, you, you know, it's, it, it's the one, like I said, it's, it's often confused, but it, it is from this movie and yeah, th- there's no lag in the movie. It, it ties the movie together. But, uh, and again, it shows, I think that, that as big and tough as Rocky is, he has to have that validation. There, there is a serious, this guy has a serious confidence problem. He needs that validation, whether it's coming from Mickey or from his wife or whoever. But when he gets it, man, it takes him to a new level. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I thought it was very quick, but it was impactful, and it was it was necessary to get through to this final sequence. So we get to the final climax of this movie, Chris. The match begins, and Creed comes out on fire. Creed, in fact, knocks Rocky down quickly in the first round. Rocky, like always, gets back up, and he's able to survive that first round. But he does break his nose again in the first round. So a little comedy there, right? Uh, Creed gets a little cocky in the second and starts acting. Again, I I can't help it. it. He's acting like Muhammad Ali. It's just so blatant, obviously, there. And uh, he knocks Rocky down again in the second round. But when Rocky gets up, he is mad. And that's the first time where we see that 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 um, so famous now when Rocky gets mad, he gets better, you know, and they start yeah. trading punches and the music starts to play in the background. And, you know, OK, it's on now. And Rocky's like, I'm not going down again. I'm not going down again. 
And so the rounds start adding up, and the announcers claim that Creed is winning the fight on points as he continues to win each round, rocking, um, uh, racking up points. But Rocky is not giving up, or he's not going down. And in round eight, the movie goes slow motion as uh, some fight scenes happen in, in slow motion. Um, but it's the first time that Rocky's able to turn the tide of the fight, and the announcers announce in round number eight that that's the first round that Rocky has more than likely won. The fight marches on, and uh, you see round 10, 11, 12 kind of uh, quickly move through. And in round 13, uh, it says uh, the announcers inform us that Creed has once again regained control of the fight. Um, round 14 is more of the same, Chris, but as the round ends, both guys trade punches beyond the bell uh, as they reach what I call the climax in the final round of, of this rematch, which is round 15. In Creed's corner, they're telling him to stick and move, try not to knock him out, stay away from him, stick and move. And Mickey tells Rocky, all right, it's time to switch back to Southpaw now. Uh, Rocky starts to beat Creed in round 15, and Creed tries to punch with Rocky. He's just, his pride just won't let him just win on points again, Chris. He has to knock him out. He has to knock him down. And um, and when uh, Rocky switches to Southpaw, after several intense moments, they hit each other, and when they do, they knock each other down, Chris. But when they go down, if they both are knocked out, obviously Creed retains the title. But if Creed stays down and Rocky gets up, then he's the new champion. And so we have this intense moment where they're both staggering to the ropes trying to get up, and at the count of eight, Rocky reaches his feet, but Apollo Creed falls back to the canvas he has been knocked out and at that moment chris we have a new heavyweight champion rocky did it he might have lost by points in the in rocky one but in the rematch in rocky two he has defeated apollo creed and rocky balboa the italian stallion is now the new world heavyweight champion we then see creed hands rocky the championship belt Rocky gets a microphone shoved into his face where he thanks Creed. He thanks Mickey and God. And next to his kid being born, this is the greatest day of my life. And then we get the famous line. Yo, Adrian, I did it. And that is how Rocky 2 ends. Chris, Rocky 2, man, your thoughts. Well, I love it. It's a great movie. Now, we've talked about this before. I am still more a fan of the first slightly. Um, but no, it, it, it ends really well. Um, I, I love the, again, the Apollo character in that going to that last round where, like you said, they're telling him stick and move. He's like, no, we ain't going to do this again. We, we ain't going to have all these questions again. He's going down, you know, uh, there's just that little bit of, of, I don't know whether you want to call it an arrogance or a, I can't handle people questioning whether this was real or not again. It's just pride, you know? It is. It's just pure pride as an athlete that he wasn't going to let that happen again. Um, and just the determination. And I love the way they both land the punch and go down together. That's just, that's awesome. Um, and I think it's really kind of cool the way they had them get up because that's the way you kind of imagine it. You know, you, you know if you feel that that would happen um, as far as one guy, you know, crawling up on the rope and the other one just trying to get up on the rope and just kind of slumping back down, you know, it's, it seems like that would just be realistic. Um, 
the feel of this movie, you know, like the, the boxing action feels so real. Uh, the emotion in the movie feels so real. And, and I really think that that is what made this our champion this year. Yeah. So there's only one thing left to do, man. That's throw it in the, the old flip chart. And then this is actually going to be a re-rank for us here, uh, Chris, because believe it or not, we actually ranked this one earlier this year. And I know where it sits, and it sits decently high, but given how this thing just ran roughshod through the 64 Sports Movie Challenge this year, I got to feel like it might be moving up a little bit this year. So, and, 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 and we may have a little more recency bias that may give it a few extra votes. Who knows? Yep. All right. So from 1985, Teen Wolf. From 1979, Rocky Two. I don't even think we even need to question this. Rocky Two. All right, from 1993, Cool Runnings. Of course, we know how this goes now. <laughs> yeah, give me Rocky too. Yep. From 1996, Happy Gilmore, Chris. I, you know, I love Happy Gilmore. I love the comedy in Adam Sandler's movies. I love the soundtracks in Adam Sandler's movies. I'm still going Rocky too. Rocky too, definitely more iconic. I'm with you. Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite sports comedies ever made, but it is not Rocky too. Give me Rocky too. From 1993, The Sandlot. I'm going Rocky too. Here I gotta disagree with you. I love hey, you're the Sandlot. I love the Sandlot. So uh, let's flip for this one and see how he this fails. goes. Heads, the Sandlot wins. All right, from 1988, Bull Durham. Oh, Bull oh. Durham's good, but right, yeah, Rocky, two Rocky is two's better. All right. From 1984, The Karate Kid. So the original Karate Kid against Rocky II. Ooh. If this was Karate Kid Part Two, this is no-brainer. But yeah, this, would this be is easy. the original. You know, a lot of ways, these are really kind of similar movies. They really are, aren't they? Uh, Except the, the person who wins in this one doesn't win illegally. In Rocky Two, that is. I <laughs> I'm gonna take Rocky Two here. I am as well. Rocky Two. All right. Uh, so that means, yeah, because next up was Sandlot. We know who that went. Rocky Two goes from number 25 to number 10 on our flick chart. So Rocky wow. Two is number 10. So the top 10. Are you ready? This is a good good way to end season three of of varsity videos. Number one, new champion this year, Field of Dreams. Number two, remember the Titans. Number three, Rudy. Number four, Rocky. Number five, Hoosiers. Number six, 12 Mighty Orphans. Number seven, Caddyshack. Number eight, Moneyball. Number nine, The Sandlot. And number 10, knocking the Karate Kid out of the top 10, is now Rocky 2. Chris, your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, great movies, all of them. I'm not sure what a couple of them, if we do some re-ranking, might not find their way out of the top 10. Um, I know that you love The Sandlot, Eric, but I'm just not sure it's top 10. I'm really not. Uh, same thing with Moneyball. I love Moneyball. I'm not sure it's top 10. Once we start doing you know, a little bit of re-ranking uh, when we get around to next year. Um, 
But yeah, I think all of them, great, great films. Um, very solid top 10. So, like you said, a great way to close out this season. Uh, Chris, can't Chris, wait to see. Yeah, Chris, we currently have 137 sports movies ranked on our Varsity Videos flick chart. We have done 950 rankings on our flick chart. So 950 times we've ranked movies against one another. Um, so those are pretty pretty solid stats uh, as we finish season number three. And I know looking ahead, Chris, for, for some of the listeners who listen to this podcast, we might have a special holiday episode. We might come back and do a special holiday episode for all of you. Uh, and when we do, we'll probably announce our brackets for next year's 2023 sports 64 sports movie challenge. But for the most part, Chris, this is it for us until the first of the year. Yeah. And, and I would encourage our listeners, please, if you have some suggestions on films that we have not ranked or that you'd like to see re-ranked, definitely shoot us a message. Let us know. Uh, you know, if, if there's some film categories, maybe that you've got some ideas for now, we're going to throw some out to you guys to vote on. But if there's something that you want to see, a bracket you want to see, Send it to us. Give us some ideas. You know, we value that input from our listeners so much uh, because you guys are the reasons we're here. So, yeah, absolutely. So that being said, Eric, before we close out, do you have any final thoughts? I do not. It's been fun. Great season again, Chris. Uh, a wonderful tournament. Congratulations to Rocky, too, on being this year's uh, champion. And congratulations to Field of Dreams for being film of the year. Um Man, as Liz was entered, I, if you'd have told me that this is how it would have turned out at the beginning of season three, I probably would have laughed at you. But hey, here we are. Yeah, we we had two. Sorry, season two. And it, 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 let me tell you, Eric, it was a rough start to season two with that uh, first film I gave us. So let's see if we can't move past that, right? <laughs> let's do a little better next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna move past that. So. That's it for today's show. Remember to please rank and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you access your podcasts. Also, make sure you're following us on Facebook.com at Facebook.com backslash Varsity Videos. Until next time, see you at the field, on the court, and in the theater. Have a great, well, I guess I'll say holiday season, everyone. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Enjoy. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll talk to you all again first of 2023. Good night. Good night.